Wednesday, Randos! Hey! Hey, all you dads out there listening, trying to escape from the that life that life out there. <laughs> I don't know what what kind of accent was that? Where, where did that come from? Hey, Brian, you want to come in here and get some candy? <laughs> yeah, I want to see my lawn. See my new lawn. <laughs> What's up, Randos? Sorry for the creepy opening, but you know it's uh, that's what we do sometimes. Yeah. Welcome to the Fandom at Random podcast, and as we said, Happy Father's Day uh, to all of you dads of fandom out there. Uh, hope you have a terrific weekend, and uh, it's gonna be a nice one. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're in uh, anywhere in the New England area, it's gonna be a hot one. Make sure none of none of you dads go out grab cigarettes because they might not <laughs> yeah. be coming back <laughs> yeah they they ain't coming back but i mean brian we have a lot of content to cover today we've got the news at random we've got a very fatherly fandom focus so much news i'm excited there there is there's so much news there's so much room for activities in this episode so so much blood it's <laughs> <laughs> too much blood so much blood <laughs> well let's uh let's get right into the news at random what do you say yeah It's the news at random. And back over to you, Ed. Well, Brian, I know we covered uh, Sony's future of gaming event last week. (laughs) Yeah, future uh, gaming. Yeah, air quotes, future. Uh, I mean, surprisingly, though, this week, there was a bunch more gaming news to drop. Yeah, they left a lot of shit out. Like, they just gave us the tip a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) you you know, you got to ease it in. Ease it in, and we're going to... We're going to ease it in a bit like, more like right now. Like a real gentleman, eased <laughs> it in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, you've got to be pretty excited. So we're recording this. Oh, uh, my God. It's record- like Christmas morning. <laughs> we're recording this on a Thursday right now. But what what comes out at midnight tonight? The Last of Us Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. So, Last of Us Part 2 drops uh, this Friday, tomorrow, from when we record this episode. We're probably going to upload it tomorrow, so it's going to it's gonna drop today. Yeah. Uh, but the reviews so far have been excellent. Currently yeah, sitting man. at a 96 out of 100 on Metacritic. Very few games that have gotten that high, from what I understand. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, we'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, they, they there was no real review embargo on this with critics, which... Anytime a game does that, that means they're very confident the re- that the reviews and the rankings are going to be good. So, yep. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, The Last of Us is considered one of the greatest games of all time mm-hmm. by many people. We'll have to see if the sequel lives up it's to the hype. It's brutal. It's emotional. It's got it all. Zombies, <laughs> guns, blood. Speaking of a daddy, Joel. Fatherly, kind fatherly of a, figure. Yeah, yep. surrogate, surrogate dad to Ellie. And uh, Brian, speaking of The Last of Us Part Two, I think you might try to do some like YouTube or Twitch streaming in the future on that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking trying to do like a let's play with my beautiful voice on the background. No camera. This ugly mug just doesn't belong there. Very but, true. Um, Very true. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe get on there like do one hour clips of my playthroughs from beginning to end. Play the whole game. Um, it's all going to be done from the PS4, so it might be like not top 
YouTuber quality, but you know, I'm working my way up. So keep an eye out for that. Maybe even try and stream it while I'm recording it too. We'll yeah. see what happens. That'd be cool. Yeah. And again, if you want to um, find us on YouTube or find us on Twitch, hop, hop over to fandomatrandom.com. Find all the ways to follow us and like us. I mean, I'm like Kevin Smith, dude. You watch that Let's Play. There's going to be tears. <laughs> there's going to be uh, screaming. You know, it, it's all going to... Oh, Ellie! It's all happening. <laughs> Some more video game news. This is, uh, unfortunately, uh, going to drop this one here. Yeah. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. So is cy- actually, it's actually coming out in 2077. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it might be. So the uh, the massive RPG from CD Projekt Red, which is, I, I don't, I would probably say, I don't think we're going out on a limb saying it is the most hyped game of 2020. I don't even think it could beat the hype at this point. And unfortunately, it's been pushed back again. Again. So it was supposed to, it was already pushed back multiple times. It was supposed to come out September 17th. It is now coming out November 19th. And CD Projekt Red came out and said, listen, guys, we want this thing to be perfect when it drops. The game is complete. It is completely done. <clears throat> they are now just, they're running bugs. They're trying to find, yeah. get bugs out of the code, out of the game. But it's like, <clears throat> that's what they said about The Witcher, too. And then we got Roach on a roof. <laughs> you know? So. My, my personal two cents is they are delaying it. They want it to be the game that drops around the holidays. Yeah. And it's no coincidence, this is dropping around the new consoles come exactly. out. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what's another three months? And with fans like CD Projekt Red fans, they're all like, oh, I'd rather have them delay it and have a perfect game than not delay it. So, they know people will buy into it. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Everything they've released has been very, very of good. Of course. So. Well, this is the other thing, too. They're stepping far out of their genre, I guess you could say, in this game. So, they really need to hit a home run. I know? agree. So, uh, another release date news. Uh, you you actually, this was one of your gripes when we talked about the Sony. A little bit, yeah. Like, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. They didn't really give a release date. They actually came out. It is coming out in 2021. We'll see that beautiful ginger Aloy in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully they can stick to that release schedule and it doesn't go the way of CD Projekt Red. Yeah, right. Uh, this was kind of a cool. EA uh, dropped, kind of shadow dropped a trailer, Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a first-person kind of dogfighting in game in space. So uh, you can be, you know, Tie Fighters, X-wings, yada yada. Uh, it's coming out uh, later this year in October. It's going to cost thirty-nine ninety-nine at launch. That worries me a little bit because we all know EA is a bunch of greedy little shits. Oh, you know, there's going to be a bunch of microtransactions. <laughs> so, yeah, and- but if they're not charging full price for this game, then. I worry about the quality because you know if it's going to play like a full quality game, they're charging sixty bucks plus microtransactions from the bat. You know. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. I'm waiting for Pod Racing on the Switch, dude, from Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> like, I'm so psyched about that fucking game. Now this is Pod Racing, bro. <laughs> yeah. Some other, actually, the last of our video game news. Um, this was exciting. Yeah. There is a new Pokemon Snap coming out. Which, again, Nintendo kind of shadow dropped this news out of nowhere. Is it new or a remaster? No, uh, brand new. Wow. Brand new Pokemon Snap coming to the Nintendo Switch. So I love the Pokemon Snap franchise from back in the day. Um, it was genius, dude. Like, who knew taking pictures of things could be so fun as a video game? I still remember such a pain in the ass trying to get Scyther because he was so fast. Yeah, right? In the grass. <laughs> 
but I'm excited for it. I mean, it's one of my, you know, you had that. There was Pokemon Coliseum, which I also liked a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's exciting. You know, more Pokemon is good. Got to catch them all. Hell yeah. Uh, this week, speaking of things, uh, let's kind of roll back 15 years ago. But damn, this dude. was the this week was the 15th anniversary of the release of Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. I mean, this was the movie that changed. It started the trilogy that changed the landscape of superhero films forever. That's I don't think crazy, anybody man. can disagree with that, right? Like our Batman has officially turned 15. That's insane. <laughs> like, I don't know. That just blows my he mind. He can almost drive the Batmobile. <laughs> I thought when I found my first gray pube, I was like, holy <laughs> shit. No, finding out our Batman is 15. Now that's scary. <laughs> Brian, I'm 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, it, it kind of sucks too because... Again, 15-year release. It would have been cool if they did, like, a, a theater re-release of yeah. all of them. Yeah, that would have been Like, cool. it would go back to IMAX, see them all again. I would have loved that, but... I love Batman Begins, dude. It's, it's amazing. literally, like... I'd say it was a tie for The Dark Knight, but Joker kind of throws it a little bit over that, so... Yeah. I agree. Well... Actually, this is, this is your bit of news right here, Brian. Take I this. I thought this was funny, dude. I just heard this today, so... As you know, I'm a car guy, as well as a truck guy, and I found out the new Ford Bronco will officially be unveiled. Very cool. <laughs> and by coincidence or uh, on purpose, it's being unveiled on uh, O.J. Simpson's birthday, <laughs> July 9th. <laughs> there is no way. There's no way that's coincidence. Yeah, I don't know how it could be because, you know, there's going to be backlash, but at the same time, how much more coverage can you get for press whether it be bad or good you know what i mean the ford Bron i mean the ford bronco itself the new one is ugly as shit dude the old one man i love that truck that thing was probably my favorite truck back in the day yeah dude if you want to have like a slow speed police chase yeah. on the highway <laughs> that is the vehicle to i do mean it in. there's just something about a ford bronco that screams like sister wife and trailer park nights you know what i mean <laughs> but um honestly like the boxy look of it and the sound it made i loved it but the new one looks like shit and they're unveiling it on oj simpson's birth simpson's birthday i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> i heard it comes with a extra set of black gloves in the glove compartment <laughs> <laughs> two different sizes yeah two different sizes yep oh man that's all. That's all. With a key code on the like <laughs> on the glove compartment, like beep boop beep. <laughs> let's talk some. Uh, let's talk sports, Brian. Yay, it's fun. Some NFL news. So, uh, I heard Tom Gronk is going to be playing for the Florida Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, but um, COVID nineteen related. So, multiple players on the Dallas Cowboys and Houston Texans have tested positive for the infamous coronavirus. Corona. Most notable. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, the star running back for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, one of the top three running backs in all of the NFL, has tested positive. So this all kind of coincides with Texas, you know, completely reopening the state. They dropped all their restrictions a couple weeks back. Yeah. What I will say, this is not a good sign of things to come for sports in general in the NFL if they want to kick the season off in time. Yeah, no, I mean, they say everything's bigger in Texas. I guess that means pandemics, too. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Um, actually, I'll, I know I said we were done with video game news. One last blurb related to the NFL. Madden NFL 21, um, 
It's actually going to be the first in the series dropping on Steam. So if you have a PC, uh, you will be able to download it on Steam. That being said... Got to get uh, those, those audience member faces like in <laughs> real... 2180 detail, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, you know they're not going to have audiences in real life. There's not going to be any fans at the game, so <laughs> yeah, right. you can at least experience it in digital. Oh, God. There's uh, actually going to be chicks flashing in the stands, <laughs> like if you score a touchdown and do a real good dance, like a wooga, 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 wooga. <laughs> Shit, I mean, it's on PC. You can mod it. Hell yeah. You might be right. There you go. Speaking of Tom Brady, uh, this, oh, this is sad, man. I, like, I think he looks badass, it, man. He does look badass, but yeah. if you hop on uh, Twitter, or you can just Google it. I mean, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, the first images have, have come out with them in their Tampa Bay Buccaneers jerseys, and I mean, it looks badass. It does. Gronk still looks like a fucking Neanderthal. But <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy to death, but that's because I don't know him on a personal level. I feel like if I did, I'd be like, God, I can't stand this guy for more than 10 minutes at a time. You know what I mean? But, yeah, the red and black and the pictures they took, they do look like they're ready to kick some ass. I'll give them that. We shall see. Yeah. Time will tell. Missing Hopefully the this... box braids, though. I know. <laughs> Hopefully it's actually an NFL season. We'll see. Mm. So, Brian, you know, with the coronavirus, we just talked about it with sporting events. And with it impacting... It's going to be impacting physical events across all fandoms for quite yep. some time. And we're actually seeing now with some of the conventions and other things that we're into, they're actually starting to go, like, virtual and digital. And, I mean, and even concerts, it's all becoming the new normal. Yeah. And, I mean, right here, uh, DC Comics, they're doing the DC Fandom, or Fandome, as they're calling it. It's a full online convention you can go to. Uh, PAX West, mm. PAX West got canceled in lieu of that. They're doing a free online con bring, called bring, PAX, PAX bring, Online. Bring. That's Ready Player One calling. They want to they wanna know Pretty where much. we're getting our headsets to go to all these virtual events. Pretty <laughs> much, man. It's... It's heading that direction. Yeah, it is. You know, Absolutely. you know, virtual reality, especially with the Oculus Quest, we talked about it multiple multiple times that they finally ironed out the kinks and they found something that everybody loved. And let's face it, man, we're in, with what's going on in the world right now. Virtual reality and going to like digital connections are they're only increasing. I told everyone every like once this shit all started. I said, this is going to be what pushes online interaction like over that line. It's a catalyst. Virtual tours, virtual conventions, and then you just wait for Oculus or Facebook or whoever the fuck it is to hop on the train and merge with all these online events. Next thing you know, we got Ready Player One. Possible's going to be fucking number one on the leaderboard, and we're going to be seeing it all happening. <laughs> you know, yeah, and you know, it even goes back to um, you know, again mentioning sporting events. Like, if they're not going to have fans in the stands, can you imagine if you could put on a VR headset, yeah, virtually drop yourself into a stadium, walk all around the stadium, you know, fully, almost like real time, go down. You could sit wherever the hell you want, have yeah. whatever seat float around you could walk on the field if you want to they got like buttons on the menu you can press like one of them says get off your knees rap you're blowing the game <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> like uh, pre-programmed rants at the ref <laughs> that would be amazing yeah but enough futuristic talk for now mm. let's talk our last bit of news 
And this one was uh, oh, I didn't even know I didn't even know you had this on here. Yeah, getting a bit real for a moment, but uh, Danny Masterson of um, that '70s show fame. So anyone that watched that '70s show, hide, you know, curly hair, glasses. Yeah. Uh, he has he's facing 45 years in prison uh, for three charges of rape. Um, and I mean, honestly, this dude's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> you know, he's gonna go to court. And honestly, he sucks. <laughs> he does, cause th- this 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 shit is. He's the th- rooster, man. This shit, so disappointed. This shit has been going on with him for so many years, and he's been protected by the Church of Scientology. Yeah, which it is the most one of the most evil entities in the entire world. All of these celebrities are in the Church of Scientology. Yeah, you know, based out of L.A., and it's it's literally just it fucking started as a loophole. Just for tax evasion, and now they, they essentially you pay into it, and they just they protect their own, and they have their claws and everything, and they've been protecting this dude for years, and he's finally getting brought to justice, which is awesome. It's the shadow government, man. It really is, and Soros uh, is behind all of it. <laughs> the protests, everything, man. But I mean, if you want to. Again, we mentioned uh, we've been wanting to talk like true crime and conspiracy theories a bit yeah. more. Do yourself a favor. Hop on Google. Type in Scientology conspiracies and Scientology. Just even do Scientology celebrities. Look at the people that are Scientologists and it it's it'll Look surprise at, yeah, you. Dude, Leah Ramini in her like confessions of an ex-Scientologist. Oh, dude, they, you know they, what I mean? They've tried ruining her life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they tried to put like a hit out on her or something. But, I mean, good. Fuck this guy, you know? Yep. Hopefully they throw the book at him, so Bet we'll you see. Hyde will be high five and Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Dude, say that five times fast, right? <laughs> well, that being said, let's get into the Phantom Focus of the Week. And this week's Phantom Focus is... Our top ten fathers of fandom. Fathers of fandom. <laughs> so we figured it with with it being Father's Day weekend, it'd be appropriate to kind of talk about the many prominent father figures that span across all realms of pop culture fandom. I mean, this includes dads from movies, television, video games, comics, literature, etc. So Brian and I, we each, as we always do, we put together our own personal top ten lists. Unbeknownst to one another, then we smash them together into our consensus top 10 ranking. And as always, we've got a a couple quick disclaimers before we get started. So right off the bat, when we say dad and father figures, we would hope it's implied that, you know, just like in real life, there's no direct blood relation necessary. Yeah, man. I mean, fatherly love, man, it transcends genetics, and I'm sure you're going to see that displayed in our top 10 anyway. It's not about doing the deed and giving that seed. At least not all about that, you know? <laughs> it's very true. Very true. Right? Not all about it. As my co-host is so eloquently put, better than I could. Um, so our list also, they weren't based on picking the best or greatest dads, but... Rather, we're picking father figures that we felt strongly about from all walks of fandom. So, I mean, we've got some dads that are funny, dads that are cool, badass, loving, all realms of pop culture. I mean, we're we're pulling from everywhere here. Non-existent. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, lastly, I don't know about you, Brian, but this top 10 list, this was hard as hell. Hell yeah. Like, 
there are so many great father figures to choose from throughout all these fandoms. I mean, we're going to have to blast through what shaped up to be a very big and hefty honorable mentions list at the end. Well, I feel like, see, you got Disney where, like, mothers are kind of prominent. You know what I mean? I feel like the fandom side is the opposite, where fathers are kind of prominent. You know what I mean? So when I was looking into it, I'm like, holy shit, there are so many father figures that we can go through here. So, yeah, I was surprised at how many I had to choose from through this. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Disney's kind of its own thing. I mean, in Disney, a lot of times... The, it is the, a the fandom, main... but, like, Disney's its own monster, you know? Yeah, I mean? and, and a lot of times the main protagonist either has none of their parents or just one. Yeah. Or it's like a, it's something else. Very common trope in Disney films. They very I'm rarely have both parents. No man. Exactly, dude. The parents die. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Terrible. All right, well, without further ado, we're going uh, 10 to 1. So, worst to first. Worst to first, but baby. they still made the top 10, so it was good enough to make it. Yes, sir. So, we've got a couple ties in these first couple picks before we get uh, to the nitty gritty. All right. Right off the bat, we've got Bob Parr, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible. Yep. From The Incredibles. Uh, he was not in my top 10. Brian, you had him at number nine. I mean, you know. And then uh, Professor Charles Xavier, a.k.a. Professor X from The X-Men. I had him at nine. You had him at 10. Brian, you had Mr. Incredible in there. Tell me about him. I mean, one word. Sorry. Two words. Superhero death. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's hyphenated, so it's technically be three two three three anyway superhero <laughs> dead <laughs> um <laughs> i mean and you know it was tough i really really tried getting him in my list yeah i moved people all around i just could not get him to squeak in like he was around my like, 11 or 12th pick so i mean definitely deserving he's I, like you know he's just the average at first he's kind of like bored from not being a superhero so he doesn't seem like the best dad but he's very average dude on the outside and then you got the superhero part of him and he just ends up being a great dad and i did remove him from my list a couple times but eventually i decided he did need to be in the top 10 at some point yeah and i think it was magnified in um the second incredibles film yeah where um his wife elastigirl kind of takes the superhero mantle she goes off and he becomes kind of the quasi stay-at-home dad and it's extremely stressful with three super-powered kids at home. Yeah. And it wears the shit out of him. But eventually he, you know, he finds what works and he helps them all out. And he just, just he's, like you just said, he's a super dad. I mean, dude, if you're scoring Elastigirl and keeping her locked down, oh, yeah. you're doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging that big old dick around. <laughs> you go, Mr. Incredible. Mm. Well, speaking of a guy that ain't swinging nothing, because... No, because he's He's rolling. He's rolling, though. He's got nothing Uh, down there. (laughs) 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 Professor X. Charles Xavier um, from the X-Men. Again, we mentioned, you know, you don't need to have a blood relation to be a fatherly figure. Just an (laughs) X-Gene. He is... He is the quasi-father figure of all the X-Men and all of the mutants... That he brings into Xavier's school for the gifted. Um, and this guy goes out and he takes all of these mutants that have been just horrible things thrown at them in life. They've been ridiculed, this or that, because they're not the same as everybody else. And he treats them like like equals, you know, teaches them to have em- um, empathy for the world and, you know, fellow mutants and fellow man. So I thought he was always a really great father figure for all of them. 
Yeah, in a role where somebody like Magneto could be teaching them, like, the world strikes at you, you strike the fuck back. Yeah. yeah Xavier's he was like, no, you treat hate with love, man. You yeah, know? I mean, Magneto was, they both, ironically, their end goals were similar. Of course, yeah. But they wanted to go, I shouldn't say that, they weren't extremely similar. I mean, they, you know, they, one wanted to exterminate the human race, <laughs> the other one wanted to live among them. But Yeah, but they, they I both... I know what you're saying. They I both know. wanted the betterment of their fellow mutants. Yeah, exactly. It's just I get one, it. I they get both, it. I two get different it. extremes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. No, yeah. They wanted the same end goal for their people. Yeah. But <laughs> they wanted to do it two different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, genocide versus coexistence. I mean, both have valid points. <laughs> no, I'm uh, just we, <laughs> we could spend an hour or two now debating the philosophies of Magneto versus Professor That's X. That's what makes him such a great villain, though. Right? It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. We'll, we will have to discuss him at another time. We but, definitely will. But, uh, number yeah. nine. Moving on to number nine. Brian, I'll let you take this one. All right, man, dude. When I think of this one, I like just instantly popped in my head when we were thinking of it. Mr. I want to call him Peter Bannon is his real name in the movie, but it's mm-hmm. Peter Pan from the all-classical Hook. Uh, Robin Williams from Peter Pan because I remember this dude, first of all, it was one of my favorite movies growing up. Second one of, of all... It's one of Nicole's favorites ever. Yeah, it was like... It just resonated so much with me for some reason. And I mean, who wouldn't want Pete, like an old Peter Pan as a father saving you from a pirate ship full of pirates? You know dude. what I mean? Rufio, 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 yeah. So, so instantly I, this popped into my head, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude, Peter Pan." So there wasn't a tie on this one, but I am gonna piggyback off right here. I mean, there. First of all, there is an argument to be made that a dad who hangs out with a bunch of kids on a ship out in the middle of the water is maybe pushing the Weinstein a little bit. But <laughs> don't taint this movie for me, Brian. <laughs> so. <laughs> let's talk well we're still on number nine here again this wasn't a tie but i do want to mention him yeah uh daniel hillard aka mrs dot fire so if we're talking about if we're talking about robin williams another great father figure i mean he literally he lost custody to his kids and he he went above and beyond to find a way to get sure to spend did. time with his kids again because at the end of the day he loved them more than anything hell yeah Dude, something about Robin Williams dressing up in tights to get his kids back is, like, on point. <laughs> I know. These these picks go hand in hand, man. Yeah. It's, it's, one of the tights was green. The other one was flesh-colored to cover the varicose veins, you know? Man, I miss Robin Williams. Oh, man. Uh, number eight. Number eight. We have a tie. So, number eight and number seven, we have ties, and then there's no more ties. But yeah. number eight is a tie between Harry Morgan from Dexter... I had him at number five. Brian, not in your top ten. Yeah. And then Homer Simpson from The Simpsons, obviously. Of course. Uh, I had him at number eight. You had him at number eight. So we were we were right in sync with that pick, Brian. Yes. I'll, I'll talk about Harry Morgan for a minute, then I'll let you talk about Homer. Absolutely. So Harry Morgan from Dexter, which um, this isn't too much of a spoiler if you've ever seen even episode one of Dexter, but because Harry is literally dead in episode one. You only really see him through flashbacks, and you also see him through, you know, he's always the voice in Dexter's head. Yep. And um, Dexter kind of sees him, or it, in any case, 
the he, reason the reason is. I feel him as a top dad. So Harry was a cop, and at a very young age, he stumbled across this horrific murder <laughs> scene where you know Dexter's mom was slaughtered, and Dexter was literally sitting in like a storage container with a like a pool of blood around him, with his mother's corpse there for upwards of like three days. Harry picked him up when he was borderline still a baby. I want to say he was only like two. Um, <coughs> oh, wrong two. Wrong and he two. said, "You know what?" He's like, "I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna adopt this kid because he had no one, and he knew that Dexter was gonna have issues growing up." Which yeah, I mean, obviously like he that did. Right there, you're like, "All right, this guy's a good dude," because anybody else would be like, "Social, social services." Yeah, <laughs> and know? he he knew that if Dexter went went into the system, like you just said that. It would not end well because he was traumatized at a young age. Yeah. And he did everything he could to give Dexter a quasi-normal life. And I'll kind of end it there because if you ever plan on watching it, I don't want to get into spoilers. But I mean, he did he did everything he could to, to, to help Dexter survive and kind of curb his homicidal tendencies. I mean, shit on you if you haven't seen it. I'll spoil it. It's a show about a serial killer. So let's just say it didn't turn out totally great <laughs> yeah but he you know? kills bad people he but he does so yeah i'll say that much harry taught him the code yeah I, he taught him a code i won't spoil everything for you watch the damn show up until like season four you'll be loving it and then quit then it stop. after that <laughs> yeah after the trinity killer just yeah stop. after the trinity killer and All then right. dude homer simpson i mean is self-explanatory the most simpleton of simpletons you know yeah and when we're talking again fandom fandom fathers and we mentioned there's multiple different things. They don't have to be a good dad. They're humorous, whatever. Purely based on iconicness alone, he deserves to be in the top ten because he is like the iconic cartoon dad. I mean, what are they at? 30 seasons? Yeah, I think they're approaching it. Dude, he's been in my life longer than my real father has. I know. <laughs> you know? I mean, my dad, you know, has been in and out, but Homer Simpson, he's tried he's and true. Always he's always there. Um, but, I mean, he does strangle dude, his children. He does, <laughs> but he works at a nuclear plant, too. So, again, he's doing something right. He yeah. might have blown it up a couple times or came close, but <laughs> um, something about him just clicks. And Marge and him, they got a good thing going. You just can't avoid the fact that Homer Simpson belongs in the top 10 dads of all time. <laughs> I'll give you that. Number seven, our last tie. We've got Kratos from God of War. Boy. 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 Uh, he was not in my top ten. Brian, he was your number four. And then we have Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. Yes, sir. Uh, this was Brian's number one pick. This was not in my top ten. Dude. No. <laughs> this is my number four pick. It was not in Brian's top ten. Enough to push them both up to number seven. Uh, Brian, talk about Kratos, then I'll talk about Piccolo. So for those of you who don't know, Xbox fans, Switch fans, anybody who hasn't played God of War, Kratos... The new God of War on yeah, PS4. Or even not, he, he was a father in the original, and his family got slaughtered. That's true, too. And he went after every fucking god that ever existed. It was like... Revenge! You know <laughs> Revenge! So... Dude, if I see my dad beat the shit out of Poseidon like I saw Kratos, I'd be like, hell yes, please, just, you know. But I thought of him, and then there's an honorable mention at the end that we'll mention, but um, I kept switching them, and I'm like, you know what? Kratos in the old God of Wars, and then especially in the new God of Wars where he's cold, 
calculated he's kind of avoiding his kid and then the relationship between them builds and it it's a great story a great father-son bond um he definitely especially after the newest game deserves to be on this list but if you haven't played the games and you have a playstation definitely check them out definitely check the newest one out yeah it's amazing yeah uh my pick was piccolo Again, from Dragon Ball Z. So if you're listening and you've never seen anime, I'm sorry to hear that. Check it out. But the reason he deserves to be on this list, and some people are like, whoa, 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 Piccolo never had a kid. Well, guess what? He's the best goddamn dad in the show. (laughs) Because he took on Gohan when Gohan was a very young boy after Goku died. Because let's face it, half the times Goku's either dead or he's training. He's not taking care of his family. And he helped raise Gohan to be awesome. And, you know, Gohan had a lot of respect for him. And then as the series went on, you know, Gohan, I mentioned Gohan a lot, but Piccolo literally pretty much was his surrogate father. Even when Gohan grows up, marries Videl, they have their own child in Pan. And Piccolo is pretty much the glorified grandfather. And all of this time, you know, Goku, his actual blood-related father... He only cares about training. He's not even around the family. He's just leaving them, letting them be. So Piccolo, by all intents and purposes, was Gohan's dad. And I know a lot of other DBZ fans feel that way. So I had him pretty high on my list. I thought he deserved to be because he, you know, he he went from a villain to pretty much being a badass dad. I don't know, dude. Pinocchio grew up as a wooden boy. If I grew up as a wooden boy, I'd be pretty pissed off, too, and become a villain, too, you know? (laughs) Pinocchio. (laughs) Oh, oh, Piccolo. Sorry, Piccolo. (laughs) Get it right. Pickle, right. So, Pickle, number seven, and Kratos, God of War. No, Pinocchio. Piccolo. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Number six. Hey, yo, Uh, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. (laughs) Uncle Phil. (laughs) So... This was another tough one for me. So, you had this at number three. Uncle Phil was not in my top ten, but I yeah, dude, I tried so goddamn hard. I wanted him in my top ten. It's kind of funny, like uh, how many '90s dads came up in my list that I didn't include, but I also included. Um, Uncle Phil, man, was almost like instant choice for me. I just had to figure out where to put him on my list, but. There's one scene, and if anybody listening has ever watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know what scene I'm talking about. It's when him and Mr. Will Smith are sitting in the living room, and Will Smith's father came. We talk about bad dads. We're talking about Will Smith's real father. And um, he disappears. He's supposed to take Will Smith out on a trucking trip, and Will Smith's all like, I got my bag, I got my hat tilted up, I'm ready to go, daddy. And uh, he disappears, and... He's like, man, why didn't he want me? <laughs> you know, and Uncle Phil just hugs him in that big bear hug. And I was like, fucking shit, man. This guy's a better dad than anybody out there, you know? Yeah, Uncle Phil Uncle Phil was awesome. Um, there, there's quite a few moments like that. I always remember the um, the episode where uh, Will went to go shoot pool. And he got in over his head with, like, gambling. And he, right. like, lost yep. a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. And Uncle Phil comes back in and he just completely destroys the guy. Oh, yeah. Because he's, like, a badass pool shark. <laughs> yep, he scammed him. <laughs> Not to mention he's a fucking judge. Like, how much better Dude, does it get? And he was the voice of Shredder. 
in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated show. Holy shit. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, dude, I think that's I Uncle did Phil. know that, but I forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's Uncle Phil, man. Yeah, so, dude, his name might be Uncle Phil, but he's the surrogate father to many, and not many to mention, kids. You can't, you gotta mention Carlton, man, yeah. Hillary, and Ashley Banks. Yep, absolutely. So, so, he raised a house full of kids um, better than most people could. He's a respectable gentleman. I agree. Yep. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Number five. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's Mufasa. Simba. The see lion. That, see the shadows over there. That's Brockton. We do not go there. <laughs> <Brockton>. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. Yep. So we got Mufasa from The Lion King. I, mean, I had him at number seven, Brian. You had him at number six. So yep. uh, some of these picks now we, we're getting pretty close on. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I always just think of that, you know, like Simba just singing, Oh, I just can't wait to, <laughs> to be, be king. king. Be careful what you wish for, little dude. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not much of a spoiler, but, you know, Mufasa was... A very loving father, you know, to Simba. He taught him a lot of things early on about how to be a leader, how to be a king. Yep. He treated the entire, you know, everything has its place, the circle of life. And he gave his life to save his kid, which... He died for you, fool! <laughs> yeah, so I mean, as a dad, I mean, there's no greater dad moment. And I'm sure every dad out there will say they would do that in an instant. Most try to, dads. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not Will Smith's dad. Maybe not. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, it's Mufasa, man. He's, to me, he's one of the most iconic dads ever. Absolutely. Yep. And speaking of dads dying for their sons, mm. we got pick number four. Mm. Man. <laughs> I don't, I don't. We all know Bruce Wayne had a dad. Yeah. Well, Had a dad. Yeah, yeah. And this, this, goes, this goes back to our talk about you know, genetics play no part. Blood plays no part. Part, but number four, Alfred Pennyworth. He was my number one pick. Yeah, Brian. He wasn't in your top ten, which is fine. Honestly, like, dude, he was gonna be in. I think I switched him for my other number because there's two people that come to mind for number one pick. I know and this was one of them, and I. I didn't feel right putting him not number one. I know, I so know. I switched him out. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to your number one pick in a yeah. little bit here, but. So I had Alfred at my number one pick, and here's the reason why. Everybody knows the story of Bruce Wayne. Very young child from a very wealthy family. They go to the theater. They leave. Parents get gunned down tragically. He witnesses the whole thing. And from there on out, his life could have taken a an awful turn because yeah. he was angry, and Alfred was the rock that he needed. You know, while while he may have never directly called Alfred his father or his dad, by all intents and purposes, you know, Alf Alfred was the butler, but he became the surrogate parent to a young Bruce Wayne, helped bring him up, and when he realized that Bruce was going to pursue this this path of vengeance, you know, rather than I don't want to say try to sway him or do this or that. He supported him. Yeah. And he continued to support him after, you know, after once he became Batman, 
He was there. Whatever he needed him to do, Alfred was there for him. And I think at the end of the day, like, that's a that's a very fatherly thing to do, you know, seeing, like, you know, what your child needs and what you need them to do. I mean, you step up and you and you become and you, you do that. Of course. And, and he j- gently nudged Bruce, Wayne, Bruce Wayne's life, you know, through the waters. You know, if I'd, I'd go as far to say, you know, if Alfred wasn't there or if Alfred took a different course and say no, you know, give that up, forget about it, or tried to send him away to a boarding school or this or that, Bruce Wayne very could have ended up being like a killer. Oh, he yeah. could have just turned out to be could know, have been Batman. Batman death, could have been murdering people. Deathstroke. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Know? Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I mean, again, the genetics play no part here. Alfred Pennyworth is a father in all aspects of the term. And then it's even magnified more when, you know, they bring in Dick Grayson. Yeah. You know, they bring in Jason Todd. They bring in Damian Wayne. You know, all, all these other... I don't know Batman seems to take a liking to these young children. <laughs> I, I don't know why. But that wear tights, apparently. Exactly. Oh, good. But, you know, Alfred, Alfred's a father figure for them as well. And I so, mean, what kid doesn't want their father figure being their butler? Like, hey, Dad, go make me a sandwich. <laughs> you know? Dad, I want to slam a sandwich. Go <laughs> make it. Slam a sandwich. <laughs> so that's my number four pick. Uh, he absolutely belongs on here, and um, I'm glad you picked him because that's one of the ones I struggle with the most, for sure. Let's yep. move on to number three. Brian, I'll let you take this one. Well, I mean, he does have a particular set of skills <laughs> that require him to hunt. I don't even remember the line. Brian Mills from Taken, of course. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Mr. Liam Neeson. Taking names, kicking ass, getting his daughter back, you know? Yeah, I mean, it. you're talking about, you know, you go back to the original Taken, and obviously, like, he's got his daughter who he still loves so much, yep. and he's trying to do everything he can to be in her life. Then, obviously, she gets taken, <laughs> and, I mean, the dude is just stone cold. He goes beyond the edges of the earth to save her, get her back, just kicks the shit out of and kills a bunch of people along the way so i mean yeah this this is like the badass dedicated dad factor times meanwhile the wife is like man fuck you get out of our lives so she's battling the war on that end and then he's trying to find the daughter on this end and it's all mixed up but yeah who wouldn't want people taking those kind of measures to find you if you ever get kidnapped so if you get kidnapped in france brian mills is who you want i mean maybe you know, um, <laughs> Mr. Incredible or somebody, but Brian Mills definitely too. Yeah, I would take Brian Mills any day. Yeah. And he has my name. Fucking awesome name. <laughs> Dude, imagine Brian Mills versus John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I think John Wick would take it, but that'd be a good fight. That would be a good fight. For sure. Only Brian Mills taking one, though. Taking two and three, he's getting too old. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Gray Bush would go down. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Number two, I'm going to let you talk about this one. All right, so this is my number one pick. Dude, you mentioned Dad in fandom. This is who I'm going to go with every time, and this is who I struggle with. Jonathan Kent, the Superman legendary fandom alone. I mean, he raised an alien from the get to be literally the most powerful being in the universe or at least one of the most powerful beings in the universe who could have destroyed our planet 
and the human race. He raised this motherfucker to not only help the planet, but actually like be one of the best Boy Scouts to ever live on this planet. Yeah, you know, him, Jonathan Kent and Ma Kent, which we actually talked about uh, Mrs. Kent uh, during Mother's Day. We were talking about moms of fan. Right, yeah. Um, and but Jonathan Kent was where it's at. Like, yeah, he, he was the that quintessential father figure that Clark needed at a very young age. And then as Clark got older and he eventually found some of that alien tech, he found the crystals, he was actually able to see uh, Jor-El and his mother, Lara, his right. biological parents. Yeah. But even then, you know, to this day, you know, you ask Clark or Superman and the Kents are his real family. Yeah. And they kept him grounded uh, <clears throat> down in Smallville. So I, like, I, I agree. I mean... It, it, you could have seen this if he had if that ship had landed anywhere else you get bright burn like you t yeah you talk about alfred pennyworth and what batman could have become it's like well yeah gotham could have maybe had a few more bodies lying around and then you talk about what superman could become. Yeah. it's like well the earth could be split in half and you got like two different planets now yeah <laughs> you know or red sun you know yep <clears throat> so yeah and then you got moments like dead you're not my father. You're my Jorel's my father. You're my dad, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know, so many good moments. And then when he died, oh shit, I'm gonna tear up over oh, here. God. So Jonathan Kent, number one for me, number two on our list. I had him number six, so I mean, he was still he was rocking in my list too. Yeah, I, he he deserves to be in there. I mean, I'm still not disappointed with number one though. No, nope. Uh, number one, and we were we were damn close on this. Yeah, we were. And this was. This was the prototypical, you know, buy one, get two free. Yep. Because you can't just pick one. Danny Tanner, Uncle Jesse, and Uncle Joey. Have mercy. <laughs> from Full House. I had them at number three. Brian, you had them at number two. Yeah. That was enough to push them up to consensus number one. And, I mean, you just said it, man. You have uh, Danny Tanner. Which I mean, obviously his wife his wife dies, and he's trying to raise three young daughters on their own. Yeah, you know, enter Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey, and these three dudes they came together and they raised these three girls to all be, you know, excellent young people. Mm hmm. And um, I mean, they all had such a different dynamic as well. Obviously, you know, Danny being the the squeaky clean. <laughs> Uncle Jesse being it the It was like the literally cool. you talk about what dudes want to be, like what kind of personality traits they would want. Well, you got the complete nerd type shy guy, Danny Tanner. You got the badass, nice hair, guitar playing, bike riding Uncle Jesse. And then the comedian, the funny, the kind of wacky yeah, Uncle, Uncle Joey. Joey. You put all three of them together, you got the perfect guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you love him, Ed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> you love him. Um, and then I'm trying to look it up here now, but we were just talking about how, like, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I was watching that growing up, but that was more like, you know, early teen years, maybe preteen years. Dude, Full House, I can remember maybe from five years old. I'm trying to look it up right now. Whatever happened to the ability? <laughs> yeah, everyone the doesn't know that word yet. <laughs> so yeah, I think they deserve to be at number one. They yeah. really do, and it was it was nice to see them come back together in Fuller House. 
um, until Uncle Becky, you know, had her little embezzlement scheme and ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, right. So it started '87, a year before I was born. So literally, I watched this shit. Ah, you young, up. you young little shit. I know, right? I was two years old when that shit came Don't out. Don't be jealous, you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what um, year is it? Yeah, dude. And then now, Fuller House. It's literally spanned my entire life. So I am absolutely not disappointed that the Full House men have graced our list at the number one spot. Yep. Yep. Let's get into some honorable mentions. Actually, before we do, I'll quickly go over our top 10 again. Yeah. So we had Mr. Incredible and Professor X at number 10. We had uh, Peter Pan at number nine with a shout out to Mrs. Dopfire. Uh, number eight, we had Harry Morgan from Dexter and Homer Simpson. Number seven, we had Kratos from God of War and Boy. Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Screw you, Goku. Number six, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Uh, number five, Mufasa. Simba. Number four, Alfred Pennyworth. Number three, Brian Mills from Taken. Number two, Jonathan Kent. And number one, Danny Tanner, Uncle Jesse, Uncle Joey from Full House. Oh, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mentions time. Yes. Because there's we, a lot. Yeah, we mentioned that th- this was tough, man. This was a really tough list to make. We had a bunch of people we wanted to get in. Right off the bat, obviously Darth Vader. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people listen to like, where is Vader on a top 10 father? But, I mean, the problem was being a dad didn't really define Vader too much. Yeah, no. I mean, you had the I am your father moment. And then it really wasn't a huge impact or effect up until like the last couple minutes of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it might have played in some of the... Um, movies after that as far as storyline goes but no I mean it didn't really it didn't impact it that much you know what I mean so we kind of decided against putting him on the list because Darth Vader is a force in and of himself without the father um, tag on to it. And again, it so. was top 10. We mentioned it was it was a mix of different things. If it was straight up iconic fathers, then yeah. we'd probably throw him in there. But Probably. Maybe next time, Vader. Yeah. Try again. Get the fuck out. We He's been on, what, like five of our lists in the past yeah, month? exactly. Oh, get exactly. out of here. You've had your time, bitch. <laughs> uh, Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. Who the fuck are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Uh, we've got Marlon from Finding Nemo. I considered him, yeah. Yeah, I considered him too. Uh, Peter Griffin, mainly for the comedic factor, but obviously Homer Simpson, much more iconic. Yep. Uh, Maze Hughes from Full Metal Alchemist. He was one I tried to get in, hmm. but if I had one anime pick, I had to go with Piccolo. <clears throat> right. Uh, ben Parker, which, you know, Uncle Ben, Spider-Man lore. Uh, this this next one here was one that I really tried to get in yeah. as well. Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Um he was another one, like so many great just dad moments. I remember him talking to Urkel and right. Eddie. And, yeah, uh, it's just you know, Full House and Fresh Prince kind of just topped that show. So, yep, yeah, dude, I, I freaking love that show though. Um, speaking of some video games, uh, Doctor Light. Doctor Light. Creator I, of Mega Man. I thought about him. And yeah. Proto Man. Yeah, Proto Man. Uh, this next one I'll let you talk about for a minute. Yeah, dude, I thought about putting Joel from The Last of Us on here because, of course, the new game's coming out, Midnight Tonight. And, of course, 
he is a fatherly figure. Careful of spoilers here. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers from the first game. He's a terrible fucking father because he couldn't protect his daughter. And no, in all seriousness, it was between him and Kratos. Kratos is a god killer. Joel is a zombie killer. Let's be real. Somebody who can kill Zeus is probably going to win. And so I picked Kratos over Joel. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we've got Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher. Obviously becomes surrogate dad to Siri. Roach. Roach. And Roach. <laughs> <laughs> Pup. Hey, he's Papa Roach. It's Papa Roach. <laughs> Cut my life out. Uh, the horse is <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> I love that meme. It's so good. Uh, we've got... I mean, if you're talking dads, you got to talk the big daddy himself. Not that one, you fucking <laughs> pervs. Get your mind out of the gutter. But the big daddy's from Bioshock. Oh, Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> Mr. Bubbles. This this next one was one I was really trying to get in as well. Walter White. <laughs> what? You mean, yo, Mr. White? Yo, Mr. White. <laughs> so Walter White from Breaking Bad fame. Um, the, yeah. prob- the problem I had with it, and it really... <laughs> I actually have is less that, of a problem is with that. that. What it is? No, yeah, exactly. But the the whole and again, this isn't really a spoiler, but you know, the whole premise of the show is he's he has cancer. He's cooking meth to make money for his family. The problem is he he gets to a point where they're set. They're yeah. set forever. He made enough to pay off their house to live comfortably. He can go off and die. He gets fucking selfish. Yeah, and. You see this, and he admits it. I think it's like the last or the second to last episode, you know, with uh, Skylar, his wife, approaches him, and he kind of says, you know, I did everything I did, and she's like, don't say it for the family. He says, no, I did it for myself. And he finally admits it because he got to that point where he he did everything. He, he liked the thrill. Yeah. He was good at it. He turned into a stone-cold killer. And at the end of the day, he put that before his family. It's almost like the blue glass was his children, you know, his child or his baby. Yeah. Not even Jesse. Or Jesse. Jesse kind of became his kid. I mean, at the end, we see him. I'm going to try to avoid spoilers here. But the last episode of the series, we see him holding the meth and the cooking uh, utensils and it's like oh so that's what he's left with at the end yeah. just him and his baby you know <laughs> yep uh, Hal Bundy hey Bundy <laughs> hey, hey pig <laughs> I wanted to get him in this list so god there's so bad. many I wanted to get in here uh, Ned yeah. Stark Game of Thrones obviously I would have lost my head if he made it on this list <laughs> I know <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Roland Deshane from the Dark Tower Ah, I'm. I just started reading that again. Which today. again, I mean, he became a kind of a surrogate father to the to Jake, Eddie, and uh, I haven't oh, read it yet. And uh, actually, I'm going to stop myself there because you haven't read it yet. No, nope. what I was about to say is a spoiler. Oh, I whoa. caught myself. The dude, the la 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 didn't give it away. Yeah, Jake, Jake, and Eddie weren't a spoiler. Jake and Eddie, which, which I always, I was so tempted to call my son Jake. Because the two characters I just mentioned, so there's Jake Chambers and Eddie Dean, who <laughs> yeah. are two of the main characters, and I just wanted to make Jake Chambers, but... That would have been awesome. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe I'll start calling him that. Maybe it'll yeah. stick. Yeah, uh, Tim, the Tool Man Taylor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, from Tool Time. You've got Arthur Weasley. Yep. Which is another... Ginger captain. Yeah, I mean, he the dad of many, <laughs> the ginger <laughs> yeah, right. army. And, I mean, he took in Harry like it was one of his own. Yeah. Uh, dude, this is another one that I wanted to get on. Yeah. Master Splinter. Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Turtles. Oh, man. Um, Master Splinter, yeah. man. He was he was a great dad. He got these little baby turtles, and he protected them, and he trained them. Gotta raise those little bastard turtles. I'd be, Yeah, he... Definitely. If we made a top 15, he would have made it. Yeah, I agree. Um, For sure. Maybe like 12, but yeah, that would have been a good one. And last one I had, I don't know if you have any others, Brian, but uh, Gomez Adams from the Adams family. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, one. he was always, uh, <laughs> you talk about an unconventional dad. <laughs> I mean, all the crazy shit that the Adams family did. So right. I always thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, when I think of dads, I don't really think of Gomez Adams. I think of him as more as like a husband. Because he always cared about Morticia more than... Well, rightly so, know, Brian. Rightly so. Yeah, I mean, I it's mean, Morticia dude, Adams. What kids? Like, if I was him, I'd be, <laughs> I have kids? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that list pretty much did it, man. You know? I agree. Um, I like this one. Yeah, it was fun, man. Father's a fandom. It reminds me people have dads. I never did. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm very sorry to hear that, Brian. Oh, God. Well, one. I hope all of you randos listening, uh, all of the dads and fathers in your life, have a very happy and special Father's Day. Yes, sir. Buy him a good present. Yeah, for real. Yeah. No, ca- no cards. None of this homemade shit. That's from Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Dads like stuff paid for. Tools, whiskey, booze, whatever. Get it. <laughs> all right, we're out. Later, randos. Later. Later.